Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. The strong, the powerful Clay Mask, CEO and co-founder of Keep, formerly Infusionsoft, is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Clay. Thanks, George. Great to be with you. Uh, appreciate you taking the time. Clay, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, you bet. So, uh... I'm uh, married, father of six. Love my family. Spend that's my probably my fa- if I had more time, I'd spend more time with family. That's what I love to do. Um, I I uh, economics degree and then got a law degree and an MBA and always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. So got, got into entrepreneurship as quickly as possible. Love helping small businesses grow. That's that's my passion. That's what I love to do. That's what we do here at Keep. Uh, when we when we started the business 18 years ago as Infusionsoft, it was all about helping small businesses grow by automating their sales and marketing, and that's what we continue to do today. We love helping small businesses grow, and our software helps them do that. Oh, I appreciate that. So, I had the opportunity to, to to talk with you on another podcast a month or two back, and it was awesome to to hear the story about how everything took form and. Like everything in life, it probably hasn't just been this this straight line of of uninterrupted success. So we'd just love to hear um, from a from a from a self talk standpoint when you were just getting started uh, launching Infusionsoft 18, 7, 19 years ago, and then building it to a successful company, and then going and going through the rebrand. Um, of which I'm sure that you got pushback from lots of different angles um, of, of, of calling it keep uh, just how that, how your self-talk has evolved and changed over that time period. Yeah. You know, it's a great question. I, you know, I think that definitely entrepreneurs underestimate the importance of the mind game and what goes on inside of our heads. And, you know, we are, my dad taught me when I was a teenager, and I didn't necessarily listen to it back then, but I have come to see how true it is that, that thoughts become words and words become beliefs and beliefs become actions and actions become habits. And that's what helps us achieve goals. But that that inner that relationship of thoughts to words to beliefs to actions, I think, is is so critical. You know, we, we are the thinker of our thoughts. We have a choice. Um, thoughts come into our brain all the time, but we can move them, change them, dwell on them, expand them, all sorts of things. And so I just think that the self, the, the, the words that we feed to our brain, you know, the, the self-talk, as you said, it really is, it's literally like programming. It's, it's like programming software. It's, it's programming our minds to think a certain way. And when you're an entrepreneur, you have so many 
there's so much uh, negativity that's coming at you, challenges, difficulties, doing something that people have never done before, whatever that is, you have so much negativity that it becomes absolutely necessary for success to have a self-talk approach that that will um, quiet all of that noise and enable you to perform well. And it's so it's so interesting, right? Thoughts become words, then they become beliefs, they become actions. And your dad told you that when you were what fourteen, fifteen. You're like, ah, you know what? That sounds great. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I think yeah, we could all. Thought, what do you know, Dad? <laughs> yeah, you big dummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but but it's it's so absolutely true. Um, what when did it sort of click for you that that you recognized yeah. how important you it know, is? I was about. It was about a year or two into our business. We were eh, yeah, probably a year and a half, two years into the business, and we were just struggling like crazy. And, um, you know, I, I, the truth is I wanted to quit. I wanted to get out of the business, but I had personal guarantees on, on our lease and on equipment that we had, and, and I couldn't get out. There was no, you know, there was no way getting out of it. I, those leases were going to, those, those commitments were going to follow me. And so I, I just was to a place of total humility and total um, recognition that I did not know how to get out of this mess. And, you know, that caused me to remember the words of my dad. And to, I remember him specifically talking about a couple of books. And one was called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And the other was called The Power of Positive Thinking. And I was... I don't know what happened exactly, but I was getting ready to jump on a plane, which I don't know how I had the money to pay for the ticket. Somebody else wants to pay for it. <laughs> but I remember I was getting on a plane and I saw on my um, my business partner's little bookshelf, The Power of Positive Thinking, and I had never read it. And um, I grabbed that book and read it while I was on that flight. And just I just felt a flood of truth come into me and there was, you know, stuff my dad had told me forever and stuff that I frankly had sort of pushed out of my mind. You, you go through eight years of college and graduate school and that breeds a lot of cynical thinking and po- optimism, positive thinking isn't exactly what graduate programs are made of, as you know. <laughs> so so uh, certainly not what law school is made of, yeah. I'll tell you that. And so it was really this interesting thing where I felt pretty desperate in my work as a, as a small business owner, trying to get this business off the ground and add it, you know, combining that with uh, the words that my dad had shared in the past with a very stark contrast in what I was reading from what I was actually practicing every day. In other words, I, I was, I was just kind of letting things happen and sort of observing what was happening in the business and concluding that that was that was it. That's what was happening. And instead of saying no, I can change this. This can be different. I can see it differently, think it differently, speak it differently, believe it differently, act it differently, make it different. And and it started to change. I think that's 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 pretty incredible, right there. Um, okay, so. How did you start to like what 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 was it? What was it a an intentional daily practice of 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 some kind? Yeah, it was uh, a few things, and and I highly recommend the book. Um, it's a you know it's a classic by Norman Vincent Peale, 
But there were a handful of things that I started doing. One was I started to notice when my mood changed and I started to trace it to thoughts. And I had never realized how my my day would go a certain way based on some thoughts that I would have early in the day. And once I, once I had a negative thought, got frustrated about something a customer said or an employee did or a banker told me or whatever, that frustration and negativity would start to replicate, yeah. <laughs> read, you know, and it would start, sure. there'd be more negativity. And I realized that that part of it, I kind of, I kind of got intuitively, but the part that surprised me was that I could literally trace the negativity back to a thought. And then I could stop that thought and look at it and say, well, maybe I can think of this a little differently. Maybe I can just turn that thought around a little bit. Maybe it's not quite what I'm concluding right now. Let me give it a little more time. But I found that my emotional reaction to thoughts that I was having was actually the cause of good days or bad days. And it went either way. It could go either way. And so I I began to make it a practice of noticing when I had a bad, when I was in a quote unquote bad mood and tracing it back to the first thought that day that that sort of caused that. And sometimes it was, I woke up that way and I would think about what happened the night before, or even hate to say this, even like, you know, a dream or something would kind of change a thought pattern. So I started to do that. And then I started to notice that I could change it. And I began to recognize that the positive side of it was just as true as the, of the neg- as the negative side. That's an incredible thing. And I think that anybody who's listening, if they're being honest, can also say that, hey, that's, you know, one bad thing or one good thing, if we're if we don't if, if we're not mindful, can absolutely shape the entire course of our of, of, of the rest of our days. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So you're a year and a half in you're, it's it's not going exactly like you want it to. <laughs> you you <laughs> you, uh, you get your hands on this plane ticket. You, you read this book. It starts to really light bulb turns on. How how long after that did did things start going more the way that that they eventually went? Um, it was about another year and a half. Actually, it was almost three years from the time we started that the business that the business really began to be successful and an observer would look at it and say, wow, you know, you guys are doing well. Um, it de- now it doesn't happen overnight. What I would, what I can say is that about a year and a half in, when I began to change my thoughts, I stopped wanting to get out of the business. And I, and I started to recognize that every day that we survived was a success and that we were making progress and that, and that each day that we were, we were, um, we were still in business was getting us closer and closer to, to success that the learnings would um would would begin to pay off that that the skills and the talents and the relationships we were building and all of those things were starting to have an would start to have an impact and that's in fact exactly what happened as i stopped thinking and and romanticizing the idea of getting out of the business and started to look at things more positively and get and, and work to manufacture enthusiasm and excitement about what we're doing. And you do have to manufacture it when you're in those early stages. Sure. But I started to recognize that that was leading to better results. And as we had better results, it became easier to manufacture the optimism. And as we had, as we did that, we got better results and it was a cycle. 
And so I just became huge believer in in truly the power of positive thinking. And you know, the that that the name of that book, the title of that book couldn't be more more apt. Um, but it was another, you know, to, to answer your question, it took probably six more months before I started to, um, we, we kind of had a big, a big breakthrough with our technology, our software, and we started to, to see it really make a difference for customers. And, and then we started to use that same technology ourselves. And, uh, that began to make a big difference for us. And, you know, within another six or nine months, we were, the software was selling. We were, um, having these powerful success stories that were rolling in from customers who were using it. And the momentum was beginning to build and um, it started to get really fun. But it was about a three-year path to get there. Yeah. Things start to work. You had some breakthroughs. Customers are using it. They're, 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 they're really loving it. And then it, it's obviously not having to manufacture the enthusiasm because it's actually coming back because your, your good work that you know you've been investing is coming back to you. Um, yep. I, I have to – well – I have to imagine this is probably a um, wisdom that, that, that you try to impart on any people who are thinking about becoming entrepreneurial or are in that uh, kind of initial stage process. Now, eight, 18 years later, um, how, how, how far ahead are you normally looking? Is it I'm taking this one day at a time? And is, is that something that's always stuck with you and I'm, I'm going to win one day? Or how, how has that thinking changed? Well, you definitely, uh, as the business begins to be more successful, you definitely start to look out beyond the day, um, and you, you know, you start to think longer term. You know, in those early days, a week out felt like a long sure, term. Right. But over time, you start to have a much longer time horizon. But I will say that I've also found over the years that when the time horizon stays long and you lose a little bit of focus on the day. It also hurts. So you've got to, you know, the discipline is to have the vision and the, the the outlook into the future, but to also be executing every day um, and being grateful for that day and making the most of it. And you know, I, I'm I'm also, you know, I'm a little, I'm, I'll be honest in saying that there were definitely times where I lost sight of today a little bit, and that causes all kinds of problems. It's just it's 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 the nature of being a human being, right? Things will have a tendency to kind of get out of whack here and there. It's just a matter of recognizing yep. it and, and then bringing it back in. Do you have a do you have other things that you try to do on a consistent basis? If it's the practice of gratitude or affirmations, anything like that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I started working with a coach about ten years ago, and that um, my coach just taught me. You know, I I. I was aware of affirmations. I didn't really understand until I began working with him the the distinction that an affirmation is. You know, it's not just words. It it means something. It's it has a it has a distinct meaning to the speaker of those words. The speaker creates that meaning with those words. So so you and I might hear somebody say, um, you know. I am grateful. And they'd say, and we, and we'd look at that and say, Oh yeah, you know, that's, that's good to be grateful. What sure. a, you know, what a, <laughs> you know. but the person who, who, who decides that 
they're coming from a place of gratitude. That's how they live their lives. And who decides that um, being a grateful person means means some things. It, it shows up at different times in different ways. Um, a person who really decide, defines themselves by that attribute is saying something very different than the words, I am grateful, that a reader might read. And so what I went through as I worked on my you know, I call my I am statements as I created these and I've, I've adjusted them three times over the last decade, but it, they became clear, clarifying distinctions of who I am and how I show up for the world. And, um, so they're very personal for me. They're very, they're very real. I say them every day, at least once when I'm driving to work, but I usually say it more times. I've got them recorded. I listen to it. And this is just something I've done for the last decade to keep me grounded in who I am and to um, to approach life from the decision that I've made as to who I am and who I'll be for the world. So I, I to say, you know, do you have practices? Oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, you know, I have, I've got my I am statements. I have, uh, you know, I'm very religious, so I have scripture and prayer that I engage in every day. Um Family is critical to me, so I ground myself in family. Um, but yeah, to me, there are certain staples of everyday life that have to be in, included. And, you know, those things, exercise, those, you know, trying to eat well, those are the things that are that I've found are critical on a daily basis. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I don't know if you can quantify um the impact that that has had over the past 10 years to where you are today, would you say it's had an enormous impact on your success and happiness or just sort of a small one doing those IMs every day? Uh, Enormous, enormous. I can tell you that over the years since I started doing that, there were times where the business was at risk. There were times where relationships were at risk. There were times where, um, my health was at risk. I mean, there, there, there are so many things that you encounter as you go through life as an entrepreneur. I, I suppose life in anything, but in particular, when you're, you know, when you're a venture-backed entrepreneur, you're in a pressure cooker, and you have you have responsibilities and obligations that are hard for you know many people to understand. And to be clear on who I am, and to work with my coach on that has been it's been critical for the business it's been critical for my relationships with my wife and kids it's been critical for my faith um you know i just i i i don't even know how to quantify it other than to say i, I just can't imagine navigating life without that over the past decade so you'd encourage other people to to engage in a practice like that absolutely yeah absolutely i love it well, Clay, savage. So there's a great Go ahead. out there for people um, that, you know, if you if you want to get, I mean, I've shared power positive thinking. If you want to get really uh, deep into understanding your thoughts and how to change them, which, by the way, is the work that is involved in creating your your I am statements. Uh, there, there's a there's a author by the name of Byron Katie. She wrote a book called Loving What Is. And in that book, she talks about this work on our thoughts and how it, how we we can do that. And 
No, it's a really great way to help people change their view of themselves, change their thinking, improve their relationships. I, I can't recommend it highly enough. What was the name of the book again? Called Loving What Is by Byron Katie. Perfect. Her, uh, Byron is a she, B-Y-R-O-N, Katie, K-A-T-I-E, Loving What Is. And it's, you know, there's a lot of different resources out there that are about helping us to to change our thoughts. Um, that's This is one that I really like because it has a lot to do with our relationships and and, you know, that's it. Relationships are everything, whether we're business, family, neighbors, whatever. That's obviously critical. That's the truth. Well, Clay, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip, even though you've given us a handful already. What do you have for them? You know, um, I am a big believer in relationships, and I'm a big believer that most of us get too busy and we drop the ball all the time. And so my tip is create personalized automated follow-up and that will nurture relationships in really great ways. We don't have the luxury of having a face-to-face warm uh, interaction with all the people we want to at all, all the time, but we can create automated personalized follow-up that will bubble up the right conversations and the right opportunities for us to have. So whether it's in business or whether it's in personal lives, I've just found that that is the great game changer, especially for small businesses and entrepreneurs that want to grow their business. It's obviously what we do. The reason we do it is because I feel so strongly about it. It's how it's what we built the business on. It's what we discovered early on. It's what clients discovered early on. It's what 200,000 users of our software rely on. It's personalized automated follow-up and it's a great game changer. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on, come on. And Clay, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? And then specifically, um, how can how can companies engage with with you and with Keep? Yeah, you bet. Um, Keep.com, K-E-A-P.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, any of those as well. Um, you know, the whole point of the brand is about encouraging entrepreneurs. When you want to quit, to keep going, keep serving, keep growing. That's what Keep's all about. Um, we spell it with an A, K-E-A-P, so we can own it. But it's it's a fun brand to build, and we'll continue building it over the next, you know, many, many years to come to encourage entrepreneurs to don't quit, keep going. Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Clay your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to keep.com. That's K-E-A-P.com. You can find Clay all over social media, just like where the rest of us are, and I'll link to all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Clay. Thank you, George. Great to be with you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>